Okay. <laughs> You're supposed to do your. I'm really nervous. Um. Hello. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> hello. This is Chelsea. And Ryan. <laughs> and this is what dreams are made of. this in a really long time so i feel kind of weird anyways so it's been a while it's been a while since I <laughs> what the hell is on johnny's head <laughs> is that the same band nickelback probably not i was gonna say i don't no, think, I don't this think is so <laughs> i think the one you're doing was one of those, uh, one of those, you know, early mid two thousands, yeah, post Creed bands. Mm-hmm. I never actually, yeah, I don't know their name. Who they are. Okay. Anyways, um, yeah, it's been a while, so feels weird to record. I was, you know, and Creed was just a lame ass rip off of Pearl Jam, right? Can we accept that? I don't know Pearl, Pearl Jam, Jam enough to Pearl Jam was Pearl Jam make that. I don't know who they ripped I was too young but Creed was just like a shitty version of Pearl Jam okay anyways this is not religious boring. or something um yeah I'm trying to know how to like really start this but so basically we haven't put on an episode since like probably mm, I don't know maybe May or maybe maybe June I don't know but um JB Moon but I guess I'm just trying to think of what we could say to kind of say where we've been and we've been at home mostly. <laughs> well, yeah, I just mean like, okay. So I, you know, I think honestly on the last episode that I didn't end up putting out, we kind of talk about your, give you kind of like a job update, but um, I guess I'll just kind of recap that Ryan left his job that he was at for three years it was his first like official engineering job. He three had and a half that he had out here and got a new job out here in Irvine. Um, and that's been really good. Um, it was the ticket to, it was my ticket out of my job, basically. Yeah. Uh, Ryan getting that. So I have quit the theater since, you know, since we've been on here and if I probably only have friends that really listen to this podcast at this point. So everyone kind of knows that, um, based off of my Instagram, but, um, but yeah, so, so yeah, Ryan has a new job that's closer now and pays better. And I think all around just probably treats you a little better, like as far as, you know, as an employee. Um, and now I got to leave. Um, do you want to talk about your transition how you feel yeah um (laughs) so i left a stuffy old school aerospace company that was 
I, I, I say this like I know what I'm talking about, but I, I kind of don't. I'm just I'm sort of going off what other people say and maybe previews or something. But this aerospace company was like the show Mad Men. I don't know. Where it's just about cutthroat, shitty business people mm-hmm. that are just trying to squeeze money out of everything. Um, and that was that was the company I was at. And it was really just because they were good at one thing. And that was the only thing they wanted to do. So they were just looking for ways to squeeze money out of this one thing <laughs> that literally got invented in like the 60s. Um <laughs> So it wasn't a creative place. It was it was a cutthroat business environment, and uh, yeah. So I so I left that place happily, very happily. So I'm at a company in Irvine that makes industrial 3D printers, and 3D printing is largely a geek hobby. <laughs> so the place is populated with full-on geeks who are um, really into 3D printers. Yeah, yeah, most of them are like super into it. And there's there's this one guy who's a who's a print technician and he actually likes to give me shit because I don't own a 3D printer cuz 3D printing isn't my hobby. <laughs> um <laughs> but uh he's actually just this salty old guy, he's super weird. But uh yeah, it's it's uh it's it's a more positive vibe. It's it's a new company and so they have something to prove and so um so there's like a lot of energy in there my boss is super cool he's this really really sweet super positive guy and uh so he's he's great to to work with and honestly there's a lot of awesome people there there's a lot of really awesome people i don't think i've had like a bad bad interaction with anybody yet and in general I have like really, really pleasant interactions with people and they're just actually trying to do good work and want to be helpful. And, you know, people are actually kind of like working towards a common goal, not just like, how do I get my next raise? And, you know, ultimately everybody's kind of working for that, but, but it's also nice when, um, everybody's trying to get their next raise by getting the same thing accomplished, which is like, let's, Let's uh, make a really kick-ass machine and uh, have customers be really psyched on it, you know? Um, Not just like, let me figure out how I can kind of, uh, you know, make you look dumb and make me look good. That way I'll get the raise and you won't, you know? Like, that was kind of more how things worked at the previous place. It was, I have to be cutthroat to get a raise. Mm -hmm. This new place just, well, first of all, they started off just paying me um, what I asked, which was amazing. Yeah. What I asked for was specifically so we could balance our budget and Chelsea could quit. So, so that was huge. Just that I was like, "Hey, I want to get paid this," and I just fucking did it. Yeah, um, that was crazy. You know, badass. Um, and you know, overall our income is down, yeah. but uh, but now we can like be a proper family. Mm-hmm. Like we can hang out, you know. And yeah. so, yeah. And so it's like, okay, cool. We're not gonna like buy Thai food four times a week but right. who mm-hmm. fucking cares because mm-hmm. we actually get to have dinner together now you know yeah, like yeah. so that's a big deal uh it's a I mean it's huge it's fucking awesome it's yeah it's crazy to also hang out with Cooper at the same time because yeah, it was it was yeah. always like separate. Mm-hmm. it was always separate we were always telling each other what happened what like, happened with Cooper mm-hmm. and it's crazy to be in the same place at the same time when Cooper like does something for mm-hmm. the first time. Yeah, yeah. 
you know mm-hmm. it's awesome yeah. like and uh yeah i think i i feel like that makes a difference I feel like it's making a difference specifically in him, like wanting to use words. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I, I feel like the turning point for him happened kind of recently and it was because he actually tried to like use his voice, like use words to like communicate. And we both celebrated the shit out of him. We're yeah. like, yeah, like mm-hmm. you're so awesome. And we're like right, clapping yeah. and hugging him and stuff. And he got, all of a sudden he got, he's like, Oh, he's like, this is, this is a good thing. It's a good thing for me to use my voice. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like we always celebrated if he did try, but yeah, but it, it clicked. It I, I saw him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw him respond to us. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like he used his voice yeah. we celebrated him and i saw him it like it his face lit up he's mm-hmm. like oh he's like you're you're psyched you're psyched you know yeah and yeah. uh now all of a sudden he's like actually trying to use his voice and communicate a little bit but yeah well, whatever <laughs> i mean it was nothing before oh, know. you know like yeah that's a um it's a little cooper update there our kid is mm, two years and mm, almost yeah it's like two years and nine months so um, getting closer to three and he is like still like actively chosen to not really talk until Ryan is seeing now, probably in the last month or so, maybe. Yeah. Um, and we say actively chosen not to because throughout since, I don't know. I mean, he, he first started using words like babbling and like, or even saying mama and ball when he was yeah that was younger like, than I, one. Yeah. yeah. So around one, he started like using words, which is like pretty normal um and it was my my interpretation of him is that he got bored with the word and stopped using it and since he's little and he's always with us and uh we're super in tune with him there's not like a practical exchange for him you know with language it's like there's not like if i use this word then something happens like that didn't really exist too much so it was like he would use a word because it was new to him and it was fun and then he would just stop (laughs) yeah we realized probably a little too late that um or just late in the game that there is a big difference um i didn't realize this obviously uh, because i'd never had heard anyone talk about this before and I, i wasn't searching for it but um but it's like we're out you know we've talked about this a lot but it's like we're out here you know we don't really have help it's just ryan and i and cooper and so the difference between him and some other kids who have like grandparents helping or you know what i mean like other caretakers basically that are very you know are pretty involved um they usually pick up language like fairly quickly or or maybe just a normal rate but like because they kind of have to communicate to get what they want from other people. Uh, but for, uh, definitely with me, I'm probably very, very guilty of this. And then obviously both yeah, Ryan and I just anticipate his needs before he even would need to bother saying anything. It's like, um, yeah, I'm really bad. I'm finally now like in the last, like probably since Quentin, you know, not working and really wanting to work on this stuff with him have now been trying to really like push him. Um, and it's a tough thing because we don't want to, I'm not trying to withhold things from him or like make him really frustrated or, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's tough, but, but I also try and emphasize to him that it's important for him to communicate, you know, it's just good for him and good for everyone. Like, um, yeah. but 
yeah like in the past it was like he could just give me the smallest gesture and i'd be like oh you want your water okay like you know there was no (laughs) he didn't have to (laughs) try for anything i'd be like oh you're hungry you're hungry right now he wouldn't even ask i'd just be like you need a snack let's go get a snack you know like he didn't have to like yeah ask for anything we feed him bathe him and put him to bed on a schedule yes everything's kind of on a schedule because ultimately like that is like optimum for just his physical health you know so that's like the type of thing like where he doesn't have to ask us for lunch. Um, right. He's going to get it at around the same time every yeah, day. It, but it just means there's no practicality in words for him. Yeah. You know, he it's, doesn't. Yep. And so the constant, the constant game, I, I look at it as a game now is like, how can we teach him that language is practical yeah. In a way that's also fun, so we're not just demoralizing him. Right, you know, right. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I know you want your water because it's like a foot away from your hand, and you're gesturing to it. Right. And, and uh, right. but I'm just not gonna give you fucking water until you pronounce water. It's like mm-hmm. you know, it's like that dynamic can get a uh, shitty real mm-hmm. fast. So yeah. So it's a it's a weird it's a weird game to try to figure out all the time. Like yeah. Um, and there, there is like a, you, you have to push a little bit, you know, um, but yeah. uh, trying to constantly do things in a way where we're we're not going to make it ambiguous at all whether or not we love him, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, like it's going to be very clear, like it's going to be super obvious to him that we love him 100 mm-hmm. percent. And yeah, sometimes like the, you, you just showed me some some Insta post or something like that, but it was just talking about you know, parenting and teaching, like a lot of the models that we're so familiar with is like basically the same thing as bullying. Like I'm going to teach you by being mean, Yes, you know, and, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, fuck that. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. You don't have to be mean to teach. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the thing that's only discouraging to me and I'm only even going to talk about this just to kind of put it out there so that other people don't feel alone because I can feel I feel like we're alone in this journey a lot like but you know it just sucks because I feel like and I and I shared this thing with you too that um we need to kind of stop this language of like your kid is ahead or your kid is behind you know and because even that, you know I took him to an appointment checkup basically um just a normal doctor thing we hadn't gone in a long time and I was like nah we'll just go and I kind of wanted to go because I wanted to ask for his like what vaccines he's already gotten mostly um because i want to go to a new doctor so i was i wanted to go to kind of get like secretly get some stuff out of it and then like never return (laughs) but anyways um but no it was a really shitty experience um anyway and i i get cooper is i don't know like okay basically they wanted to wear a mask obviously and he's under three still and we don't really practice that with him well one because he doesn't fucking like it at all like i literally it's i actually feel like i'm torturing him if i'm trying to get a mask on him like it's bad like he's like it's it's crazy i'm like dude and i'm wearing a mask i'm like look you can see it like i don't understand what his you know i don't get why he's so you know against it but whatever he's just not into it right now and so i'm you know it's a thing to work on but i haven't had to really work on it yet because we don't really do much like with him to take in places that require it but anyway so we're at the doctor's office he's screaming you know i'm trying to they won't they want him to be wearing a mask and so but they let me go into the room anyways but they're like just make sure the mask is off before the doctor gets in here and i'm like 
okay that ain't gonna happen bitches but all right um and so he's just screaming i mean i'm just trying i'm trying to be nice but you know I, and then I'm like, anyways, so we're fighting, blah, blah, blah on that. And finally I'm like done. I'm like, I'm not going to put this mask on him. And if the doctor wants us to leave, we will happily leave. Like, <laughs> but anyways, um, but no, her thing, she was, I don't know, basically in all these other aspects, he's perfectly healthy. They were like saying, you know, he's, you know, in the 89th percentile for height, he's in the 55th percentile for weight, something like that. And he's, you know, his iron levels were good. Everything's really good. Um, but you know, obviously she's bothered that he can't communicate or that he doesn't talk um he can communicate he just doesn't do it by talking um and so yeah she like anyways he's really upset she has this leave because he just hasn't stopped crying basically since i and he also i think is just scared of the place now because he knows he gets shots there yeah and so (laughs) that doesn't help but um i think he might have been able to handle being there if i didn't start it off right away by like trying to force a mask on him but like anyways um he might have been like a little bit better but anywho so then they like let us leave because they see he's like not happy you know it's just not really working out um and the one the doctor was also kind of a dick about the mask thing like and i get it like she was just like you really like don't you know have more masks and i was like well i didn't think he had to yet and like this is what happens what you're seeing and so i haven't felt the need to really like force this yet because i just didn't think it was that time yet you know anyways blah 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 and maybe that's just me being ignorant and i'm just like but yeah anyways so then um but yeah, so she lets us leave, and then she, like, calls me on the way home, and Cooper's, like, still upset. Like, he's not happy. Like, it was just, like, not a good experience, and yeah. And she calls me to, like, tell me that I need to take him to, like, basically a special place for them to, like, check him, because he's, like, failing in, like, you know, these things um, that he should not be failing at for his age. And he's failed twice now, and it's a talking thing. Yeah, um, it's basically just, like how many words can yeah, he right. say yes You're like oh, fuck i don't know i mean yeah he said a lot of words that he said a couple times then never said again so what do you want how well, many no he there the, the questions were specifically like does he know the words that he's saying like and does he know what they mean anyways but whatever point is i always answer these questions and say no he doesn't say any of them so anyways blah 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 so yeah, she just calls to say, like, he needs to go see a place and we'll go to this place and see, you know, whatever. Anyway, I might cut this all out. I don't even know. <laughs> I'm just trying to say, like, I think, and especially with social media, I always tell Ryan this, it's hard because you see all these, like, triumphant things with these kids, like triumphant wins, you know, or things that, like, you know, it's just so easy to compare. And it's tough. Like, I don't want to do that, but... It's like, unless you're around Cooper and you understand how brilliant he is in this other weird shit he does, he does other weird shit that I don't really, and I think we've probably talked about this. I probably like, we're probably saying things we've already said before, but yeah. Like if he wants his water and he doesn't use a word and we don't give it to him, he's just going to find some shit in the house, push it over, make a stool and grab the fucking water. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. He, like, he doesn't, you know. He, uh, he he has all sorts of practical means to yeah. make his day-to-day work exactly the way like he wants it to, you know? Like, yeah. And these are the types of things that, like, we couldn't get a doctor to fucking listen to us on this if we wanted to. Every yeah. fucking doctor 
that we've ever seen related to Cooper. It just railroaded us. And they don't fucking listen for shit. And, but that's the thing I was trying to say, sorry, at the start of this. That's why I might not... I think I've, we've already said a lot of these things before, so I might have to cut these out. But the thing I was trying to say was... That's the thing that's frustrating. That's why I also want to go to a different doctor. Is like, what? She, it also is bullshit because they never remember us. And so, like, she always has to be kind of weird about the fact that he eats, like, a vegan diet. And it's like, bitch, you're the one that fucking just said he hit all the things. Like, he's perfectly healthy. What the fuck is the problem at this point? Like, why do you always seem to be a little put off by the, like, you know... Anyways, I guess the thing I was trying to say was... She was doing the exact thing that I was just saying is like putting our kid like it's like, oh, he's behind, you know, he's this. And I don't like that language and I don't really like that being put on him where it's like it's like he's fucking two, you know, it's like or maybe, you know, yeah, he's getting close to three. But it's like it's just weird that there's these weird like milestones, as they say. And it's like I just feel like all it does is put this weird pressure on parents and like you know what i mean and and by default i feel like a failure you know what i mean like all the time because i'm like oh cool well my kid is behind or you know whatever and so like like i i'm way easier on myself now ever since i kind of told myself i want to stop using that language of like ahead and behind and stuff but like there was just so many days where i'm just like i'm failing you know i'm failing like i'm failing him i'm failing us like i don't like because i can't i don't know figure this out you know like that's a maybe sad update i'm or maybe not sad we're trying to say that he's getting a little better and there's some hope now where i'm like okay like the things we're doing are working like we're there's some improvement he seems a little more excited about using his voice um we also think he's stubborn as hell and independent and confident and he just doesn't give a shit like about because there's times where he definitely seems like he's trying like when i ask him to say something or you know make a sound maybe i don't really i try not to do words too much but like i'm starting with sounds and he'll do it but sometimes you can tell he's over it and he's like f you like i'm not gonna do it and i don't care if you give me that thing or not you know like he gets (laughs) which is like can be annoying when we're kind of acting like you know him using a word as a milestone but honestly it's one of those things where we absolutely want him to be headstrong yeah like Mm -hmm. so if somebody shitty rolls Mm -hmm. up on him and makes some shitty request he's going to be very comfortable yeah no fuck you (laughs) yeah his uh little toddler you know i take him to a toddler parent class every week but she she always she's super sweet and she'll she's like the teacher i guess of the class but she um she'll always come and talk to me because cooper is probably the most um i don't know he doesn't listen to me or anybody and he He knows what he wants he wants to hit that playroom yeah and he he yeah so she always but she'll come up to me and she'll tell me like this this is hard right now you know for you and for you know she was like but this is going to be awesome like in the future (laughs) she was like you know she was like he's very comfortable he's very independent she was like and she was like it's gonna be great when you know (laughs) he's older she was like but really hard right now like (laughs) um stubborn independent toddler is a toddlers alone already are probably you know 
they're just a little messy yeah they're their own it's it's yeah um but then add on top of it it's like when that kid knows what he wants you know there's no getting and i'm and i refuse to be like what ryan said earlier like a bully or like feel like i gotta win you know i gotta you know make him submit to you know my authority like fuck that like so to me you know like do i want him to listen to me when i think something is important yeah and we're getting there and like he does i feel like there's already been a big improvement on that and yeah. too and he doesn't just get stuff just because he wants it you yeah know? yeah exactly but it's also if he wants something that we're not going to give him we're not going to make him feel like shit about it yeah yeah and if he gets upset or he wants to fight about it like or like you know kind of throw a tantrum as they say like i'm gonna let him do that you know because he can be he can do that he can be mad that we're not gonna let him you know do something he doesn't want to do but uh, but yeah i'm not i don't ever want to so I think that I think that's another thing though where I get kind of insecure about, especially like other people are present or parents even like at that class. It's like yeah. they're probably like, why is she letting him like, you know, fall to the floor and cry about like not getting the thing? Why doesn't she? You know what I mean? I get in my head about that because um, I'll let him. You know, I just like <laughs> yeah. And the the thing that Chelsea and I always have to like remind each other is that like we're doing it we're playing the long game yes you yes. know mm-hmm. we're, we're playing the long game yeah. and and if you break it down into little bits and pieces then all of a sudden it makes sense it's like do we want him to have emotions or do we want to like train him to stuff those down it's like we don't want him to stuff down his emotions we want him to be emotionally intelligent okay cool so he's got emotions and that emotion just came out as a tantrum okay can we teach him like uh i don't know a more productive or efficient way to express those emotions well kind of not really you know Mm -hmm. like that's going to take more communication we're not there so so the long game means we're going to let him be messy with his emotions until we get to a point where we can talk to him about okay cool you have emotions what do you what do you do with them Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. like how do you process them how do you um how do you respond to your own emotions? It's like, that's kind of advanced shit, you know? (laughs) Oh yeah. You know, that's, that's the kind of stuff where it's like a lot of adults, adults don't know how to do this stuff. Mm -hmm. Like probably like, I don't know, eight out of 10. How many adults do we know? Like that are more likely to react and be shitty. I don't want to crap talk. Because they had an emotion. I'm just saying people like, this is the type of thing where we're, growing out of that mentality as a culture yeah oh yeah yes you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's okay to have emotions you know yeah um so and then also uh you know if you have emotions like what do you do with them you know like that's those are that's advanced shit you know Mm -hmm. so it's a long game so it just means we get lots of uh lots of you know very kind of messy or explosive like little things in between Mm -hmm. um and that's okay like yeah that's fine but you know ryan doesn't have to deal with a lot of the so i'm gonna be uh, open here though and a lot of times that is really shitty though it's hard (laughs) like i've literally asked ryan i'm like somehow can you fucking call out work today and take him to this goddamn class (laughs) like (laughs) fuck i'm just like fighting him the whole time because like 
it's you know they're trying to teach them like a structure so it's like there's play time for the first 20 minutes outside and then we go to this classroom and you're, they're all supposed to sit in a circle on this rug and sing a song and <laughs> throw each other like there's like a little like, activity they do and then they're supposed to throw this like ball to each other like pass it off and that's like a washing hands ball so when, when you get the ball that's your turn to wash your hands and you're gonna throw it to the next kid you get in line to wash your hands you eat a snack like a snack time everyone sits at the table and eats snacks then you go to the playroom and play for like most of the rest of the time and then at the end put everything away clean up and then you sit back in the circle do another song or she reads a book excuse me she reads a book that they're supposed to sit and listen to so everything i just described cooper doesn't want to do any of that besides play in the playroom and so (laughs) so the whole time i'm just asking him to please come sit down and like (laughs) um and if i try and like hold him on my lap like come on let's just like sit and do this you know um maybe i can get him to like be into it for 10 seconds like if i clap our hands or something um but that he bolts like or he tries to bolt and if i try and hold him down like oh my no stay tantrum like he's gonna full out get a floor start you know punching the floor and yelling and <laughs> so then i'll let him get up because sometimes some other parents will kind of let their kids like wander so i'm like oh, okay i'll just let him kind of get up i'll see what he does let's see what he does and, you know then he'll get up and go strum or straight to where he's not supposed to be grabbing shit and pulling these down or grabbing someone's water and he's he's literally grabbed a little girl's water and like dumped the whole thing out on the table yeah i don't tell you <laughs> most of these things um or he'll like start taking a sip of you know someone's water and you can always tell the parents are like eh, you know but sometimes i'm not quick enough or i'm like doing something and he's like already gone off to do you know whatever or he's trying to take other people's snacks i'm like you have your snack right here and he goes and tries to take a, their you know whatever things he likes um from these other kids <laughs> <laughs> um but anyways it's like a battle it's like an, it's only an hour and a half and i literally always feel not always excuse me there's sometimes where it's good i'll be like wow that was a good day like and that doesn't mean much when i'm saying that but like it's better than some of the things i'm just describing but um but anyways so yeah it's hard it's not like you know it takes so much like um i guess patience and i also try and keep my energy you know steady because i'm not trying to you know if i get too you know mad or crazy you know then i feel like that's not going to be met well you know with him like so i have to kind of keep my cool anyways whatever this is boring probably for anyone i feel like you're you're not really catching everybody up on you yeah yeah that's true um well yeah I, i don't know man i i quit the job in october so now it's what's january so so it's been like a little over three months um, since I quit, um, I worked that job for that's that same job for seven years, basically. Yeah, seven years. I started as a cast member and then moved up to where I was at. Um, yeah, it's been a transition, I guess. Uh, but yeah, so the positives um, are like definitely, especially towards the end. Like with working, it was really hard to be very present as a mom, which was like killing me inside that's because that's the most important thing you know to me and so i felt like well one i was obviously exhausted and then two like i don't yeah i just didn't have the energy for even on the nights 
like that we were off together like we we're both home like I didn't want to make food I didn't want to do anything you know I was like just I don't know anyways so that's been really nice because I've been able to do that stuff because I really actually enjoy doing that like making food for all of us and I mean it's exciting I make food for Cooper but it just kind of works out that Ryan and I get to like eat <laughs> all the, the things but the meals I make are for him geared towards him you know that's the focus but usually there's always enough for all of us to eat so that's really nice um and it was just so funny because I never in a million years thought I'd be someone that could handle making food I mean their recipes I'm like just looking at exactly what is like being told to me but I always have been intimidated by even that so that's been really nice to like get over that hump I guess I don't know it's just that's been a a cool thing to discover <sighs> or like yeah anyways um but yeah as of right now you know I tell Ryan I struggle struggle with this a lot but I I just feel like I'm supposed to be doing more things or like especially on my the downtime of the day like or at night you know I feel a little like oh I should be cleaning something or I should be doing stuff that is more productive in our home or contributing to our family or home in a better way and Ryan's been really good at reminding me like that this is a time to just not do that stuff or be okay with like just actually relaxing during my downtime I guess um yeah because you went from you know moshing with Cooper all day to working all fucking night getting no sleep doing it over and over again mm -hmm. which was not sustainable it was totally brutal so it's like you need you need a, a reset you yeah. know and so it's like trying to occupy your time at home with tasks as if you were at work mm -hmm. is the fucking opposite of what we're going for you know <laughs> like yeah well i just feel like i have something i need to prove now by being home like I need to make sure I'm, like, making all the food. I need to make sure our place, like, looks nice or feels comfortable for us. Like, like I don't like the idea of, like, our bathroom being gross, which it is right now. And I feel, like, guilty about that. Or, eh. like, <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, like, I'll struggle with that a little bit. But, but. Our bathroom's not gross. It just doesn't look like a hotel. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I don't know. Um anyways and you know i don't know like there's just so many like things that need to be dusted like really bad like the tv area in our room is like really bad and you just like see all the dust like, <laughs> and so things like that where i'm like but i tell ryan too that it's also like weird because there's so many like little things in our place like just a bunch of like counter space that's just fully cluttered and things where i keep thinking like i need to deal with that but i'll like make a list in my head or just and i'll get overwhelmed i'm like okay and no i'm just gonna sit here because <laughs> i just overwhelmed myself with looking at all the things that need to be done and anyway so then i'll feel guilty though because i'll like spend a lot of my nights just like watching shows or you know movies or something and it's a it's so it's just a transition but i'm trying to remind myself the thing of ryan saying is just like it's okay to just actually rest right now and embrace that you know um and it's like all my day is still filled up with keeping up with cooper you know like <laughs> so and like i said you know i take him to speech every week i take him to the toddler parent class every week um it's like if there's appointments doctor appointments anything like i'm the one that takes him you know like so and then on top of just like the normal stuff of just making his breakfast every day his lunch every day and all his snacks and taking him to 
do stuff because we live in an apartment and so we try and take them out you know like so anyways other good things is it's really nice to not be so beat down and exhausted like from the job so it's like really so nice to just be here with Cooper and feel just so much better and I feel like my patience like I get to actually mother the way I dream of you know the way I want and so um it's so hard to practice the art of uh, gentle parenting the thing that I wanted to do on like no sleep because then if he did anything it was like so easy to just be like frustrated by him you know and like be like you know anyways so it's really nice to now I'm just so unbothered by his like you know maybe the difficult days or like now I don't want to say unbothered there's definitely times where I'm still like oh, today was hard you know but I just feel like I can t- tackle those like way better way easier yeah um than before where I felt like almost defeated like every day before basically you know um it was like hard to feel like I had a good day so anyways that is the update there Okay, so I asked people to ask these questions just for fun. And I got a couple. So let's just run through them really quick. So one of them says, goals slash dreams for the new year. So do you want to go first? Goals and dreams for this year. Goals. 2022. Yeah. Uh, Well, I've got another song I want to release. Um, mm-hmm. that's actually pretty far along and I already paid for the mixing. Um, so I'm pretty sure I'm going to check that box probably. Uh, well, I, I think I'll, I'll get it to the mixer. I think within a month, um, I'll be psyched to wrap that up. This is like just a geeky thing that I'm excited about. Um, I don't know. It, it falls in, it falls in the category of a goal for me. Um, but it's not like. I think most people wouldn't look at it as like an achievement, but I got uh, a, an upgraded dirt bike, mm-hmm. which I'm super excited about. It's it's still 15 years old, but I'm upgrading mm-hmm. from what would be a 23 year old dirt bike now. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so I, I've got a little work to do on the old one to sell it and a little work to do on the new one. So it's kind of catered to me because I'm a geek and mm-hmm. I'm like... You know, the suspension has to be perfectly tuned for my body weight and riding style, and uh, then I'll be perfect. And that's like, you know, geeky stuff, but it's also, um, it's part of me. I didn't being, understand anything you just said. Yeah, I, it didn't really matter. Um, <laughs> the, the point is that motorcycles can be tuned, and I'm tuning it to me to help me be as safe as possible. Yeah. Um, getting the old one sold and the new one ready so I can actually go ride a little bit. Um, it's really exciting to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Those are the things I've been grinding on the last month or so since the new year. Um, mm-hmm. What about you? Um, um, I don't know. I go back and forth with how I feel about photography and stuff. So part of me wants to maybe pursue more or like or at least maybe get back into which i've talked to you about this but like why i like photography so actually my birthday is in a few weeks you know a little little less than a few weeks um and so we're gonna be going to joshua tree because my 30th so we're hey 
which we're only doing that because of me um i planned it um which makes me feel kind of lame but i <laughs> wanted to do something instead of be home because last couple of years we haven't done anything um well also you know Ch- chelsea's dad always sends her money for her birthday yeah yeah and so anyway because of that chelsea had some money yeah, to yeah. spend towards that otherwise we it, it wouldn't have been built into the budget so it kind of you kind of had to like start with you being like no i'm willing to spend my own money to, yeah, so yeah. i can do this thing because our you know our budget and lifestyle are just kind of a little mm-hmm. bit different than that um yeah yeah it's really yeah um but yeah so anyways but kind of one of the main goals of even doing it well one i picked joshua tree because because of cooper basically because it's i think it'll be easier to navigate like him at in you know in the desert just running around dirt and being around rocks he can like climb like felt like it was a little more manageable than you know um because at first i was thinking of like a cat mountain and like a cabin or something but it just seemed like all the mountains i don't know it just seemed a little chaotic where i was like if my kid takes off like in the mountain i don't know like i was like i just I don't want to be falling down mountains, like, trying to chase him. But anyways, um, but, yeah, so I thought that would be fun. But also, I'm going to bring my film camera, and I want to, like, take pictures in a way that I actually just think is enjoyable. Um, And so, anyways, I guess what I'm saying is I'm hoping that that will kind of ignite my spark again for photography. I don't really know what I want out of that yet, but... That again. I don't know. To enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I was going to say, um, well, I mean, I'm hoping that I can keep the podcast actually going this year. And um, I'm kind of bummed that I like gave up for a while there or like took such a long break because like the whole point or like, you know, I feel like podcasts are only successful if you just actually keep working at it and keep going. And I did the opposite of that, you know, um, but yeah anyway so maybe hopefully i can actually just kind of keep going and um make something cool out of that um but yeah i don't know i i feel like i've said this on so many things where it's like i want to get pregnant and that was always in my head but ryan and i recently had to talk about that so i don't know if that's realistic um but I would, I guess my, that's one of my dreams, I guess, is that somehow things would line up in life that would make that happen. But I guess that's all. It's only one question, right? There's more. Yeah. There's only like a couple more, but my friend Zion asked, uh, what's the weirdest tradition your family has? Us. I don't know. Maybe she's talking about us. I don't know. Let's just answer it like us. Okay. Um, well, I think this year we started our own tradition which is biscuits with watermelon jelly what's the tradition though well it's a tradition because we're gonna do that shit again next year for christmas oh you mean for christmas <laughs> yeah well yeah that's what we decided we decided we we're gonna do like we've never done this before and this was the first time ever where we did an actual christmas dinner like we didn't do that before i don't know what we did well i always worked on christmas and then, yeah anyways lots of things go into play here but this year we actually were like hey why don't we have like a feast like we do for <laughs> uh, you know thanks vegan or whatever we call it um so we like i kind of did a similar thing we went kind of all out and by that i mean ryan um <laughs> i'm not really yeah ryan makes all the food um 
oh, I did the roasted vegetables, but Cooper didn't give a shit about that. But I don't think he actually liked almost anything that we made. No, no, I don't think he really cared. Um, I think I did mac and cheese, though, so that he could have some, huh? Maybe yeah. he ate that. I think that's mm-hmm. what it was, but... And that was part of the plan. It was like, yeah. that was the, we knew the, that the safe that bet. Was a <laughs> Chelsea's vegan mac and cheese recipe is, is a nutritionally complete meal. So we're calling it mac and cheese, but it's actually made out of... It's literally made of like orange bell peppers and... That's like one of the main and ingredients. Cashews. And cashews. And, you know, it's, it's basically vegetable vegetables, nuts pasta it's like it's, yeah. it's, it's got all the it checks all the, all the stuff. boxes and uh, a mm-hmm. little vegan boy needs to grow up <laughs> um so you know. and he loves it thank goodness yeah so so when we say it's a fallback it's it's actually we just a, knew that would be the one thing he would eat out yeah. of all the things ryan would make it's a dialed in meal so yeah if he ate nothing else yeah, he would still so be good like, to go all right but yeah so that was a new tradition for us that's not weird um i'm trying to think of like a weird Watermelon jelly and biscuits? <laughs> Wa- I didn't even know watermelon jelly existed. Yeah, that I think that... Now I, we've committed to it for life. Well, we just have to hope, though, that Trader Joe's keeps making it. Yeah, they might not. <laughs> um, and then... Um, tradition, tradition. This isn't weird, per se, but it's a tradition that on... Uh, thanks vegan we start watching the harry potter series yes we've always done that mm-hmm, we really. start with number one and then you know mm-hmm, just the, over time yeah you know then <laughs> we, we we don't schedule uh, yeah. how quickly we go through all the films we just, just we just work one, we just the work through them when we watch uh, on thanksgiving so whatever. i think we're up to order the phoenix we are on that. I watched it. We need to rewatch it because Brian fell asleep after the first like twenty minutes. Yeah, I'm a pumpkin. Yeah, it's honestly annoying. Um, but I'm a sleepy boy. Well, you stay up to do your other BS, but when it's time to sit and watch a movie with me, your ass can't handle it. Well, see, the thing is, I'm a sleepy boy, and so if I stop moving, I fall asleep. I literally need to stand and do something, otherwise, I will just fall asleep. <laughs> Okay. Um, oh, you know what's a funny tradition that we have also? We always, um, which actually now I'm saying that, and it's kind of off. We would ha- we would have probably have to go this month. But um, we always end up going to Seal Beach, and it's always like kind of, it's always after the holidays. Um, we go to Seal Beach, and there's like a shell ornament or it's like a shell shop but they always have yeah. ornaments and ryan has traditionally now since i think honestly like the first year i think we've been married um will buy me one to two uh ornaments there which are always like beach themed yeah. of some sort um so that's kind of fun because so now i have like kind of a lot of like shell slash beachy themed uh ornaments from seal beach yeah we need to go there and I get know, chips and salsa from mm-hmm. taco surf yes that's always the reason why we're actually there in that yeah, area we're there but, for chips and salsa but down the yeah a couple of stores down then there's the shell shop but um and then i'm trying to think i there's traditions we have i'm just like blanking right now <sighs> i don't know but anyways okay so last question and also from zion she said (laughs) she said what do you wish people would stop asking you (laughs) interesting that is a good question i know i thought that because i i feel like 
you'd get interesting responses. But I don't know. You you recently said that at least like kind of within the first couple of years of us being married, everybody was asking you like when we're having kids. Mm-hmm. And that was one of those things that was annoying because apparently people only ask you that because you're a female and mm-hmm. nobody ever asked me that shit. Yeah. People do that to me now too though with um, like when are we going to have another kid? Mm. Really? Mm-hmm. And I go, don't ask me. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> She's like, I'm open for biz. Yeah, I always say, oh, uh, a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, what was the point of you saying that? Was that just you answering for me? Well, just in case you didn't remember, I thought maybe No, I did remember would. that, but I I had another one that I thought of, though. So that's why I was like, okay. I think I would say this. Okay, go. I was going to say, and this is more just because it's more like a recent thing, but um, I wish people would stop asking me what stay-at-home mom life is like. Yeah. Like, or I keep getting asked what it's like to not work anymore. Um, and... I'm kind of over that. Hmm. And cause it's also like, I don't, well, some people also will stop themselves. They'll say that and they go, Oh, well you're still working, you know, but you know, it's different now. Like you're not working like, you know, you stay at home mom's work, but it's just not, you know, <laughs> um, so I'll get some people that start saying that after, but, um, but yeah, I just, I never know how to answer that. And it's also like, how do I say it? I think also it's like a weird question for me because before I didn't have a traditional job where I worked like nine to five and I came home. So for me, if I mostly felt like a stay at home mom, but I had this unfortunate added thing where I worked at night where my kid was asleep. So I only literally only missed probably a couple hours of Cooper's day, but like I was the start of his day and almost the end of his day. And I went to work, you know, yeah. and towards the end there on my breaks, I would even come home and put him to sleep with, mm-hmm. with you. But you know, um, and so I think that's why it also kind of feels weird. Um, cause I'm like, well, it's easier. Like, I don't know. Like, like I don't, what <laughs> now I sleep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and so, but I also feel like I'm supposed to have this cool answer, and I'm like, well, I still do all the same stuff. Like, I feel like if people asked someone who worked a nine-to-five job, and then they were stay-at-home mom now, you would get, like, a real answer of, like, now they're there for everything. They're more present, you know, in that way, where for me, it was kind of like, I mean, I do the same shit, but now it's easier, and I almost feel like I'm like that's like a cop out or like i feel like i'm like against that thing where i feel like i have to have something to prove and like i feel like i so it's like almost like i'm this is me doing this this is on this isn't it isn't on anyone else it's me getting in my head being like like am i like i feel almost guilty about things being easier like i feel like i'm supposed to be like you know because i've just been grinding you know for so long where i'm like it feels weird to like not nah, and I almost feel like weird being like I don't know anyways I really just don't know how to answer the question when people ask me that because I'm it's that thing where it's like literally the same I just sleep now yeah. I don't know how to answer that like I am I was always kind of a stay-at-home I felt like that or to Cooper I probably was mostly you know what I mean like one day a week I went to work in the day it was like on Saturdays or whatever I would work in the day 
Um, and that was the, maybe yeah, the only day I would like miss the normal stuff in his day. I missed nap time. I missed, you know what I mean? But it's like, other than that, like, <laughs> I don't know. And you know what has never stopped bugging me? I always had these like conversations and interactions where it was just obvious that people didn't understand how fucking difficult it was for you mm-hmm. to mom all day, work all fucking night. Mm-hmm. It was fucking brutal. Yeah. You know, so they just wouldn't understand stuff where it's like, oh, hey, you have one day off where like both you and Ryan are off. So obviously you're going to like hop in the car and drive fucking an hour plus so you can hang out with all these people and do whatever the fuck and mm-hmm. like jam all this shit in. And we'd look at those situations and be like, no, no, we're not going to do that because we need to fucking chill and Chelsea needs some rest. So if you take the one fucking day where she mm-hmm. doesn't have plans and you jam a bunch of fucking obligations into it, it's it's suicide. Like well, He's talking about because our families live in the IE and it's about an hour-ish away. Um, and I think some people had these hopes and expectations that we would prioritize time with them or for them. Yeah, on my one day off, maybe. Um, and with that, too, it's like shitty to be in a car with, you know, force your kid to do that regularly, like for yeah. two hours by the time it was said and done. You know what I mean? Like, anyways. Yeah. But anyway, just little little things would come up where it was just really obvious that people didn't understand. Yeah. Like how exhausted you were all the time. Yeah. And so I feel like only a select few that really care about you and are actually paying attention sort of got that. Yeah. And I think for them, probably the question would be more along the lines of like, are you feeling rested yet? You know, like like that's that's the more appropriate question it's just that most people were clueless about the first part like how hard you were working and so of course they're not gonna fucking like they're just gonna small talk yeah Mm -hmm. it's a small talk question yeah definitely definitely like what's it like to be like and i get that people don't know what to ask but yeah yeah and that's it's fine to Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. be awkward and want to talk and you know bust out a small talk question um but it can be frustrating when nine times out of ten it's the small talk question because then all of a sudden it's like, oh, fuck, nobody, like, really gives a shit because they're not paying attention. <laughs> yes, you know? that's the thing I would think I was, it was more in my face where I was kind of like, this is being asked because you don't really know, like me, you know? And so, yeah, it was feeling like, yeah, and this, yeah, yeah. anyways the things I was saying to you, it's like, Oh, I take Cooper to speech. I take Cooper to all his appointments. I take him to a toddler parent. Like I was doing that stuff still and working like, you know, so, and I'm not trying to be like weird about, Oh, Ryan didn't do that. He just, his job is in the day. So, and he has a normal job. So yeah, it's different. Shit's in the day. Yeah. So. And so I have to do all that stuff in the day. And so God, it, oh, sorry. It'd be really bad. Like on the days where I was telling you the toddler parent class was like, especially in the beginning, really rough. And then I'd be working and it was like, um, luckily that only happened like i was only working and him doing that for like about a month Hmm. that was his like first 
that was when he first started and it was really yeah rough. brutal but like literally i almost like broke down in the class a couple of times because it was just like so rough and i just was like felt like crying but i was also like running off of a couple hours of sleep or something and so it was like uh but anyway um sorry that question went a little all over the place and you didn't really answer it what do you what do you wish people would stop asking you i think i wish people would stop asking me when i'm gonna get a job in the ie i was thinking i was thinking something along the lines of that yeah for you yeah Yeah. um which i'm sorry i kind of did that to you recently i didn't really i was asking what if there was even anything out there that was like remotely but anyways yeah in the the long-winded answer is that i'm i'm not purely just looking for some job you know i I do feel a need to to be creative to have Mm -hmm. you know something to do that um i at least get some sort of expression in or seems worthwhile seems meaningful you know yeah and that's part of why I was drawn to engineering because I saw that as an opportunity, you know, where it's like, oh, like I can be geeky. I can do geeky stuff, which I like. Yeah. I can also be creative. And a lot of people, I feel like, do engineering just because they're like, oh, I'll, I'll get a good paycheck. Um, right. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I've met, I'm good at math and I want to yeah, get paid well. So yeah, I'm good at math and I don't want to be a math teacher. So I'll be an engineer. Mm-hmm. And I know plenty of engineers like that where it's like, you don't like any of this crap. Like. Because, you know, you're kind of bad at it and yeah. like, um, and you, you don't care. Um, anyway, it, it just means like a couple things. One, I need a job where I can kind of thrive. The next thing is that I need a job or jobs that actually set me up for the next job or jobs, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, um, or I... I can't say that I'm doing what's best for us, for our family, if I take a dead-end job, mm-hmm. you know? Um, dead-end jobs are also the ones that get obsoleted and cut out, you know? It's like, I, yeah. I can't play it that way, you know? I can't, I can't play the job market like, cool, I just found this job that, you know checks our boxes and now I'm done. I'm just going to do this for 40 years or whatever the hell. Um, it's how you get obsoleted, you know, it's how you get laid off. Then all of a sudden you've been doing the same thing for 20 fucking years and you're not marketable Mm -hmm. and you're not skilled at anything. Like I can't play it that way anyway. So when you look at the job market in the IE through that lens, there are no jobs. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like as soon as you put those two criteria on it, I want to be creative and I have to, you know, play the long game. There are no fucking jobs in the IE. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's just, that's just it. Um, yeah. I, f- I feel like in general, the people that would care at all about us going back to the IE also know that like I'm into music and I am creative. Um, yeah. So I feel like that should make sense, but, but I guess, you know, it, it's probably unfair for me just to expect people to like interpret all those things about my life and, yeah, and then have them, uh, you know, check out indeed to realize, oh, wow. Yeah. Hey, there's, there's just nothing there. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, well, I think they probably just think 
there's engineering jobs out here and i think ryan and chelsea want to be back with their community so why don't they just come back you know like yeah i don't think they're thinking like of the intricacies of the jobs themselves and what they offer like i think it's just like there's engineering jobs out here yeah and And, yeah i mean to to begin with it's like for every 10 jobs along the coast there's only one job in the ie in general yeah and then if you filter those at all Mm -hmm. then it's like you know yeah there's just a lot more opportunity yeah there's just out here and, and, and if you look at it the other way around, there are very few opportunities out there to begin with. And you're not even necessarily qualified for them, you know, before yeah. you decide whether or not you want to do it. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's kind of it's kind of interesting. It's really just about like, I, I think some people small talk, some people really care. Um, but maybe most of us are bad at questions, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, because yeah. I, I, I think. I've been asked the the question about jobs from people that just want to hang out. You know, they're just like, they actually just like enjoy us and want yeah. us to be around. Yeah. And so it comes from that place where. I was going to say, yeah, it's. Like it, it, it can come from an okay place. And mm-hmm. yet sometimes the, the question, I guess maybe it's that the question kind of taps into something that I'm already frustrated with. Well, yeah, I was going to say, I think that's part of the problem is like you have to face the reality and then make them face that reality. And it's always like a disappointing conversation, I think. Like, it's like when you get asked that, it's all of a sudden like, all right, here we go. Like, I'm going to, it's like, this is a bummer topic because of what everything you just said. And I think so. I think probably getting asked that all the time is just like. Well, here we go again. Like, I have to bum myself out. I have to bum them out, you know, with the reality, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's... I think that could be, like, happening. For sure. Yeah, I I think the way I was thinking of it is it's kind of frustrating to me that there are not job opportunities in the IE. Like, I'm already frustrated by that. And it's not even so much that... It's not purely that, like, we or me like we're dying to live in the ie yeah it's that in orange county we're still very far off from kind of affording things yeah <laughs> you know? I, was like, I think that's why i'm not dying to live i mean i would love to be somewhat closer to certain people <laughs> but um but i'm not like dying to be there but i think that's yeah the thing too that sucks is like you being an engineer out here feels like I mean, we still live in this apartment, you know, yeah, like we, in, we ain't going to buy a house in Irvine. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, that's not going to happen. Yeah. It's a tough thing to swallow, you know, whereas like, even though Ryan works really hard and even though he is very capable of having like a badass job, even out here, it's like, who's to say that job would even help us live comfortably out here where we don't, again, have to live in an apartment with a growing boy, you know, it's like, yeah, it's, um, I don't know. And I guess the more ground level thing that like I'm frustrated in and we share in this frustration, it's kind of like we missed the boat on owning a house, mm. you know, like that's kind of the frustrating thing. It's yeah. Like, the timing is just, it's like if, if I had, if I had this salary, you know, even five years ago, way different. Way different. We would have had way more options. Um, so that's kind of the base layer of frustration. It's like, oh, fuck, did we miss the boat? Like, you know, is it a, mm-hmm. is that a thing? And, you know, 
we're we're both very hopeful that like yeah. we will kind of catch up from a financial sense and and you know maybe be big kids that the buy a house um and get that whole equity mm-hmm. thing going on um <laughs> okay anyways um i thought that was a good question though what do you not want to get what do, you, what do you want people to stop asking you yeah i feel i was like interesting i've never <laughs> well obviously no one's around <laughs> yeah that's um, a good question thanks so thanks zion what does does that tell us that zion is a good question asker and wouldn't ask those bonehead questions <laughs> that we're sick of maybe that's her workaround maybe that's how she hacked the system mm-hmm. i'm never gonna ask an annoying question because my first question will be what do you want st- what do you wish people would stop asking you? yeah that's awesome i know that's what I, I need to do that i need to just come into people i haven't seen in a while and be like hey what do you not want me to ask you today it's <laughs> 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 actually really smart <laughs> um okay so this went way longer oh my god why do we always do this well, anyways, thanks for recording with me and getting over this hump. I know that, I don't know, you have a lot of things going on. But I appreciate that you stopped. You have a lot of things going on. What, my show Cheer? That's all I've been thinking about all night. I'm like, dang, I'm missing Cheer right now. Yeah, you need to do that and <laughs> fucking chill out. I know, if we can hurry up and wrap this up, I was going to eat some ice cream and watch, hopefully, an episode. Tight. Okay, anyways. But then, there's only one more season left and then I'm going to be back to, like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, whatever. Just catch up on all those bips. I already watched all the ones that I cared about watching. Really? There's got to be other bips. Maybe there are. There are. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. There's like 50 seasons or some shit, no. right? You're talking about Bip, which is Bachelor in Paradise, and there's only like seven seasons. So, and I've watched three of them, maybe four. Well, sounds like you got a lot left. <laughs> But yeah, if you're talking about the actual like Bachelor, Bachelorette stuff, yeah, there's like a lot. Yeah. And I don't think I want to get into that. It's too much. You're already in though. I'm in with more of the current a little bit. I actually have been watching old seasons, but only for people that I like podcasts that I listen to. Okay. I have a weird relationship with Bachelor Nation. Yeah, Chelsea's acting like she's not into <laughs> fucking BIP. No, I am into BIP. I'm just saying I'm not... I don't know what to call all this stuff. I'm just calling all of it BIP because you've been BIP saying BIP. BIP is Bachelor in Paradise. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> here's, here's the thing. Everybody on BIP was on the other one. Yes, yes. Okay, so... So it's BIP. But really quickly, so let me just say what my Chelsea history is. Chelsea fucking loves BIP. Listen, listen, listen. This is, this is how it all started. My friend, my good friend... Shout out Alex. Love her. She got me into listening to this old podcast. It's old. By the time I even started listening to it, it already was done. Like, they didn't do it anymore. But it was called, like, um, uh, Rose Buddies. And it was this husband and wife. And they're super hilarious and awesome. They have a bunch of, like, or the guy, the, um, his name's Griffin. He already has, he has a bunch of other podcasts. But him and his wife started this one. And they would recap episodes of, you know, Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise, blah, blah, blah. And I would listen to them. And I didn't, this is like, I didn't watch a damn, I've never watched an episode of Bachelor or anything. And I would just listen to them recap and again, this was old. So they were recapping old season, or at least old that for me listening, it was old. They were watching it currently at that time, but it was, you know. So 
So time travel. And I would re-listen to them. Re- eventually they stopped because they got really frustrated with the franchise, rightfully so. But anyways, for some things that were happening at the time, so they stopped doing it. But um, but I just would re-listen to them recapping at least the first few seasons they did because it was super fucking funny. And I don't know. Anyways, they were really funny about it. Anyways, I realized that some of the seasons they recapped were on Hulu and like whatever. And so... I started watching like so now it's funny because I'm like watching these like years old like bachelors but then I just kind of out of my boredom during the pandemic I did watch I think some of like one of the bachelor I watched Matt James um first black bachelor which is really sad that he was the first out of however many fucking seasons they had but anyways and I loved him apparently he wasn't a part of the franchise which is kind of weird um what does that mean Typically, they, He's on the show. Typically, they pick the Bachelor, Bachelorette, based off of, um, like, they're from a previous season. So, like, a girl that didn't, or sorry, a woman that didn't get picked on the Bachelor, but, like, she was, like, a audience oh, favorite. Right. She'll become the next Bachelorette, basically. Like, if, let's say she becomes third place, and everyone loved her, but she doesn't win. She would maybe be the next Bachelorette. But he, Matt James, um, was, it? I guess, just, he was friends with people in the franchise, but he, anyways... So that was like the first actual season where I watched. Even that, I didn't. I missed the first few episodes, but I watched most of it. Then they kind of got me because then they did pick people, the Bachelorettes, the the ones I just watched. So now, so really, I've only watched a few seasons. But what do all these bips do so that they can just go live on a beach for a month? So then, so then they take. So usually, Bachelor premieres the beginning of the year. So like January is literally when it starts. Like you love this shit. I'm nerdy about it now. Bachelorette, <laughs> Bachelorette happens like a couple months after, like in the spring. Then they pick people that are like kind of like favorites, I guess. And some of them aren't. Some of them obviously are villains, or they pick like people, even like night oneers. They got sent home night one, but if they're hot, you know they're hot. They pick those people like Thanos, and they'll put them all on Bachelor in Paradise. And Bachelor in Paradise is interesting because there's way more successful, I think, relationships that come out of it. Thanos um, in Paradise. But it's because they're not all fucking trying to date one goddamn person. They actually get to just, like, socialize with each other and meet people kind of more naturally. It's still not natural because it's, like, in this weird environment. But, like, they still get to talk to multiple people other than this one person they're all supposed to like. So, it's obviously a way better way to meet someone that you like anyways yeah hey you and 20 people show up and let's see if you all love this one person (laughs) yeah 30 30 people 30 it's usually 30 fucking kidding me it's usually 30 what the hell do they do with 30 people but usually night one they send home like five to ten and what's the point well you got sparks that first night you know and if you don't you don't you got 10 flubs then the 10 flubs go home. Do you get, see? They, yeah, there's no, this opportunity. I, I understand that they go home, but why start with 30? All, see, now that I'm so, like, soaked into this, like, franchise now, which kind of sucks because there's so much about it that I don't like, but, like, all I think about, like, a lot, too, or not all I think about, is, like, if Ryan and I split up, I wonder if they would let me onto the show. Like, I wonder <laughs> if I could have this awesome story where I'm this, like, mom, and I'm... <laughs> I love my son more than anything, my but I'm going to ditch him no, for fucking Ryan six months hates to bip. Six months? I'm not going that long. Whatever the fuck. I don't fucking either know. Either way, either way. I, that's why I wouldn't go um, because of Cooper. Because Ryan, yeah, Ryan hates like 
when he finds out these people have some of the people are parents. Not many, but some of them no, are. No, I hate it for many reasons. I'm saying you don't like those people, like that you don't like, they automatically you don't like those people. I think that are parents that come on because you think that's shitty that they are like leaving their kids. Yeah. For however many times to find love. Well, it's shitty when they fucking go on some monologue about how their kid is everything. It's like, cool, you fucking ditched your kid for fucking six months. Okay, you need to stop with the six months because that's stupid. How long? They're not gone that long. How many months? Okay, one, if they even actually make it to the end, which the likelihood of the one person who has a kid makes it to the end, it's like, I think six weeks. So it's not even two months. So you need to take a chill and stop saying six months. Six months compared to a month and a half is drastically different, dude. You'd have to drag me with a motherfucking tractor. No one's asking you. No one gives a shit about you being Cooper in Bachelor Nation. Fuck you. <laughs> no one wants your ass there. So stop. <laughs> You'd have to drag me like anyone's trying to like, convince you to go on the show. Okay, anyways. And, and here's the thing though. Here's the thing. I'm not saying I would ever like. I you fucking I, love Bip. I like Bib. You're right. You are getting confused about what is what, though. Bib is Bachelor in Paradise. I know that. Okay, anyways. I already said I'm calling it all Bib. Well, stop. So, listen. Listen. This is the only thing I'll say to stick up for those parents. This is the only thing. This is the only thing. I if think I don't there's call some it strategy. Bip, I have to... There's some strategy because... I have to abbreviate The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, the which is just... The likelihood of you... The likelihood... I'm, not, I'm just saying of a person who's a parent. That's fucking like, rockin' dad joke. Seriously, can I finish my thought? Tuba. Please stop. I'm not... I'm actually literally not listening. I didn't listen to anything you said. So anyways, <laughs> the thing I was going to say was, if you're a parent and you go on with 30 people... The likelihood of you actually being gone for like the whole time, very small, but you're getting some TV time. You are getting potentially people liking you. And from then on out, like when you leave, and this is also assuming that you don't win. And so like, maybe you don't even have to be gone that long, but maybe you, you're really well liked when you leave, you're going to get a lot of followers. You're going to get. And so I'm saying, I think people do it. It's like a business strategy. Degaff. So I'm saying they're maybe setting themselves up to have this like badass life with their kid. Degaff. And you're the one fucking up. So. You want me to leave you and Cooper for six fucking weeks to get some followers? You're going to go on Bachelorette and leave me? Yeah. (laughs) You'd actually be totally the villain because they would find that out. That you were really married with the kid back home, and that story would blow up, and you'd be painted as the villain. Well, whatever. Do That'd I get, be good, do though. I get you'd, followers? You'd get <laughs> That's what you just said is all about. Fucking business <laughs> strategy. You have to be likable. Some villains do. It depends on how far they make it. But if you're not likable... like me. If you said you were fucking married, if it came out that you were married... <laughs> no, no one would give a shit about you. You, your 200 followers you have right now, you lose some. You were so fucking satisfied with yourself. 
comment. <laughs> you just fucking jump, <laughs> jump high fiving yourself in your soul. You liked it. <laughs> don't, I liked your don't reaction. Play. <laughs> okay, uh, I was joking. I obviously don't want to be on the show, and I. It is hard to watch sometimes. It's hard to stomach. I tell Ryan the only reason why some it I, I hate the stupid manufactured drama. I hate the show's kind of it's hard to watch sometimes. It's a uh, but there's like real relationships that come out of it, and you know I root for that. I like I like that part. So sometimes you know eh, and mostly now I'm just as we've been saying I'm just kind of embracing my downtime, and I'm like eh, I just want to watch this like yeah, ridiculous you need to chill. You show need that I just get to watch people just make out and hopefully find their person whatever anyways um i'm rooting for the love you know but but the the draw that i just hate that they feel like we need that to they need that anyways it's a it's annoying anyways okay now now we said all that i'm gonna actually go watch some tv even though it's late yeah wrap it up um I don't think I will do like a weekly thing, even though I'm like not working or whatever, but probably go back to the, how we were doing it before where it's like every other week put on an episode. So anyways, hopefully, uh, yeah, two weeks ish from when this comes out, then we'll do the next one. Um, anyways, so, and we would do a recap episode. So that'll be a normal Lizzie McGuire. I don't, I don't think I've ever said what this podcast is about. <laughs> if you are not, if you are new here, I mean, uh, we're normally supposed to talk about Lizzie McGuire. Um, which is going to get a little sticky once we get through the whole series, because... But, but... Oh, never mind. I won't get into that yet. Anyways, um... Hillary Duff has a new show. Well, there is that, but I don't think I'd want to recap that. How I Met Your Father. I was going to say, remember that thing I read about the, one of the Disney Plus, like, people saying, like, he's like a CEO or he's something. And he was saying he wants to make it more PG-13 or have more things like that. But people were, like, arguing with him, and they didn't really like that. But he was saying he wanted to have more content that could be, or, you know, more sh- things that, anyway. So I was saying if they end up going that direction where Disney Plus has things on there that are not just PG or whatever, then they might think about Lizzie McGuire again, the show, the, the reboot. I mean, because that was the whole thing was um, that they stopped. Anyways, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, I'm not totally losing hope yet about my girl making her, you know, reappearance here um anyway so next time we record we'll actually do a recap um and yeah thanks ryan for being here you look really good it's because i have a mustache that's why she's saying that <laughs> he does have a mustache um yeah his facial hair is like a really nice length right now and he just gave he just gave the top of his hair a nice little trim i recently shaved my nipples oh my god they have to get trimmed. The thing is, the, yeah, he the, gets the hair around them grows in, in a such way a way yeah. that it makes my nipples look like they have eyelashes and eyebrows. Yeah. So it turns, you know, yeah. my my middle into a big frown face because I also have a tattoo on my stomach. <laughs> um, it's not uh, a great look. Yeah. It's not a great look. Okay. Anyways, yeah. Thanks for shaving your nipples. Anywho. You're welcome. Um. <laughs> Gotta live it up while they're, uh, you know, before I get that 10 o'clock shadow. 
Because then the illusion is gone, you know? And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay, you know, I see your eyebrow nipples. <laughs> see, you were satisfied with that. That's <laughs> Okay. I love you. <laughs> I love you. This has been Chelsea. And Ryan. And like Gordo says, I'd rather be a good person than look good in a picture. Yeah.